Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Sunshine Podcast, where we share faith, have some fun, and strive to add a little sunshine to your day. I'm your host, Jason Bringhurst. I want to thank Rob Vischer for letting me share his new song, Till New Year's Eve, which he just released. I'll play the entire song at the end of this episode, and you can also find it on Spotify. Today is a special Christmas episode. It is much longer than our regular episodes, so hold on tight with us today. With it being uh, a Christmas episode and about food, I just could not limit myself. I had to keep going and going, kind of like at Christmas dinner. So it is the most ponderful time of the year. My wife's brother came and visited this Thanksgiving with his two sons, and his one son was really fascinated with all of my puns and kept wanting me to do puns on demand. And sometimes I have that superpower, and sometimes I don't. Uh, often I'll get on a kick and I can't be stopped. Often at work they would tease me and give me a limit for two a day, <laughs> and I usually hit that limit every day. <laughs> But it is the most wonderful time of the year, and we have today a fun episode with the best and worst Christmas foods. So you might even say today is a special treat. Ah, bon appetit. Allons. Let's get to it. So today we're going to be talking about maybe a little bit of a controversial subject here because everybody has their own preferences when it comes to food, right? So I'm going to give you my best and worst Christmas foods. This is really in no particular order, but uh, I'm going to start off with something that some people absolutely love, and it is the thin uh, peppermint bark. Uh, it's like chocolate and peppermint in a thin uh, layer. I know some people just love it, can't wait for Christmas to come around so that they can get this. You know, for me, I'm kind of in the meh side. <laughs> I'm going to have a best category, a uh, meh, and a worst. So I'm not crazy about it. I don't hate it. I just don't really care for it a ton. So meh, I'm all right. Next. The different shaped sugar cookies, I, I think that's what you'd call them. They have the different shapes of stars or bells or whatever. For me, I have great memories of uh, doing these cutout cookies, the shaped cookies when I was young. We had Santa Claus uh, and different uh, bells and different things, and we would cut them out and bake them, put frosting on them. Now, I loved them as a kid. As an adult, they're not the most delicious cookies in the world, but I still love them. It's nostalgic. It brings me back to being a kid. And they do have a lot of sugar on them when, once you slap some good frosting on. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep that on the best side. You know, you can throw some sprinkles on there and, and uh, throw and decorate them. These are great. I'm keeping that in the best. Okay, next, toffee. My brother, Nick, and his wife, Heather, have had a tradition for a while of making toffee. And Heather gets together with her family. They are a production house when it comes to this toffee. They make a lot of toffee. And you know what? It's fantastic. It's crazy good. It's so good that when we get it, we're tempted not to let the children know that we got it. Maybe we'll put it on the fridge for a little while so we have a good chance to have some before it vanishes. Okay, toffee, if there is a super best category, yeah, toffee is definitely in that category. I love toffee. Okay, here's one that I know is not going to be uh, on everybody's must-buy list, but for me, I love it. Brie. Now, brie is obviously a French cheese. Uh, France, when I was there, they would always claim that they had a different cheese for every day of the year. There's so many different cheeses there. Brie is a soft cheese, and if you are in France, it's served quite often at room temperature. You can get it straight out of the fridge and cut it and eat it, but that's not usually the way the French eat it. The French will put it out and let it warm up, and it becomes quite soft. There's no better way for me to have brie other than on a French baguette, and a, a French baguette that is fresh. The French buy their bread every day. They don't 
usually have the bread like we do that sits for a week in their bread box. Every day on the way home, they buy a baguette. You put brie on a fresh baguette. It's a little slice of heaven for me. I've eaten other things with brie in it as a part of a recipe. I do have to say, in Port Angeles, there is a restaurant called the Chestnut Cottage, and they have a breakfast with brie in it that will knock your socks off. So I, I ordered this bacon brie scrambled eggs, and it came with a bakery item that was uh, this incredible cinnamon roll. <laughs> that came really going off a tangent with this, but the cinnamon roll was amazing. So thumbs up for that. But when the main dish came out, it was bacon. The brie cheese was scrambled in and melted and it had spinach and tomatoes and scrambled eggs with a side of hash browns. It was so incredibly tasty. I was so pleased that I had ordered this. I normally wouldn't put brie in with eggs or something like that, but it was so incredibly good. So brie is definitely going to go under the best category of Christmas foods. I love it. Okay, gingerbread. Again, this is Jason Bringhurst. This is not any scientific survey that I've done. I have not uh, polled people on this. I will say that with gingerbread, my children love to make gingerbread houses. Um, they love the gingerbread cookies. But honestly, once we get the gingerbread house done, once we get the gingerbread cookies done, they're fun to decorate. But even with the frosting on them, they're just not that good, especially the houses. Those, those gingerbread houses, they're hard. And I, I'm not a huge fan. I don't hate them. It goes under the meh column for me. Not crazy about gingerbread. I don't really hate it. Just, no. Nah. Okay, so the next one also in the candy category. I'm really weird when it comes to chocolate. Okay, so I went on my mission to France. And uh, in France, Nutella was hugely popular way before anyone had ever heard of it over here in America. I know Nutella is popular now. But back in 1991, I had never heard of Nutella. And I go to France. And... I have companions that are always buying Nutella, telling me how great it is. And I'm just like, hey, you know, I don't like chocolate that much. Like, no, you'll love this. You'll love this. So I finally try Nutella. And to my surprise, I really like Nutella. Okay, because I'm not a chocolate person. So, yeah, I go through my, my time in France and I start trying a little more chocolate here and there. So one of the things that uh, is on the Christmas list is chocolate bark. Now, we talked about the chocolate uh, and peppermint bark, but what about just chocolate bark? The chocolate bark that has maybe nuts on it or something. Again, for me, meh, it's not going to be something I'm going to go to right away. It's not my thing. I, I do like some chocolate, um, but usually it's got toffee in the middle or like a Snickers or a Twix or something where the main thing is not the chocolate. It's just chocolate is surrounding the stuff that you really want to get to. So that's that's my thing. So chocolate bark, it's mostly the chocolate, and I'm just not, not into it. So I know this is not probably the majority of America. This is my, my list. So meh on the chocolate bark. Now, here is something that is uh, pretty common in France. It's uh, in America, I think we call it a Yule log. Uh, in France, it's Bouche de Noël. And I've had a wide variety of these. And a lot of them are more cake-like with cream. And then others are very rich in frosting. For me, I really love the Bouche de Noël. But I love it more of like uh, a flat. It starts out as a flat cake. And you put some really good maybe cream cheese type frosting, you roll it up and it turns into looking like a log. To me, those are delicious, uh, but I'm not crazy about frosting. I don't like tons and tons of sugar. Cream cheese frosting is definitely the way to go. So I'm going to put this under the best. I really enjoy having these uh, during the Christmas holidays. Okay, so uh, as a main course for Christmas, ham. Ham is one of those things that if it's done right, oh, there's nothing better than a, a, a ham. And I have had some unbelievable hams. 
some that have uh, brown sugar and they are glazed and they just come out so moist and so good. And then also, you know, the leftovers on ham sandwiches. Yeah, this is in my best category, but I will put the caveat in there. If you get a bad ham or a ham that's too dry, um, that just doesn't turn out, I don't know a lot about selecting different meats. I do know that occasionally I've had ham and I've been very unimpressed and uh, it, it's been a big disappointment. Next on the list, turkey. Now, this is quite often the big debate for Christmas. We just had a turkey for Thanksgiving. Do we really want another turkey for Christmas? Now, me, I'm, I'm great with turkey. I love turkey. Also, just like the ham, it has to be done right. A dry turkey is not a good turkey. I mostly have had really good turkeys. I know that there are many ways to mess a turkey up, but for the most part, my experience with turkey has been great. However, I am much, much more a fan of turkey later on in the evening or the next day on a roll with us making it into a sandwich. Now, there is a, there's a way that I love it, and this is what my mom uh, would always do. Get a roll or some bread, and you put some mayonnaise on it, and then there's the seasoning, and it's called Salad Supreme. So you wouldn't think about putting it onto a sandwich, but I tell you, a little sprinkle of that with the mayonnaise and then the turkey on a good roll or good bread, wow, that is really what I look forward to when we start talking about turkey for Thanksgiving. So if I can get a little more of that on Christmas, oh yeah, you bet, I'm all over that. So turkey, better on a sandwich later, and quite honestly, probably the ham in most cases, but every now and then I've had that ham that... Oh, so good just by itself. Okay, now here's going to be one where you're going to get people on both sides and probably more people that don't like it. I don't know. I, I like it. Cranberry sauce. So cranberry sauce, I really enjoy cranberry sauce. In fact, when I have turkey, I don't pour gravy on it. I'm not, I'm not huge into the gravy. I want some cranberry sauce. Now people also, some people like the berries in the cranberry sauce and some people kind of like the the jelly type that, that almost keeps the form of the can. I'm good with that kind. I like that kind. It is, you know, maybe not the most attractive when it plops out and it just still has a, the complete form of a can. But that to me is the, the good kind. I, I like the other kind with the berries. Sometimes they're a little kind of tart. I think the other one's a little more sweeter. But I, I love that on my turkey. So I'm going to put that in the best. Okay, now here's something that probably most tables in America are not going to have this on their table for Christmas. In my family, this was always on the table for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. A lot of these could be uh, used for Thanksgiving or Christmas, but these big dinners that we have during the holidays. Mustard pickles. Now, I have no idea. This may be something that only my family brought this tradition with them from England. I don't know. But in my family, mustard pickles are a big thing. I grew up with them. I grew up with my grandmother canning them. I grew up with uh, my grandmother teaching other people in the family on how to can these. For our family, we love mustard pickles. For me personally, it's something that, oh, the mustard pickles is getting passed around. I take out a couple things out of it. Now, inside of it is... Uh, uh, some onions, some cauliflower, some pickles. It's all in this marinade of some type of mustard sauce. I don't know um, exactly what's in it, but it's tangy. It's, you know, it's definitely a tangy taste. I do enjoy it. I don't enjoy a lot of it. So I, I take a little bit and then I'm good. I'm good for a long time. And so I'm not going to put it under the best and I'm not going to put it under the worst I'm like, nah, you know, I would never probably myself go to all the work of canning it because I don't love, love it, but I do enjoy it when it gets passed around. I am grateful that someone else took all the time to prepare it because I know it takes a lot of time to can something like that or to bottle. But for me, I'm going to have to put it under the meh category, okay? Meh. Now, if you're doing a turkey, okay, just like you would with Thanksgiving, you're going to do stuffing, right? I mean, if you're doing a turkey for Christmas, aren't you going to do stuffing? Because if not, don't invite me over. 
<laughs> as much as I love turkey, I love stuffing more than anything when you have a turkey. So stuffing is, again, in the the same category as the toffee, you know, it's the better than best. If I had nothing but stuffing and toffee for Christmas, I would be a happy person. So stuffing has to be in the turkey to make the turkey amazing. And I want the stuffing that comes from inside the turkey. That to me is the best. I'll take the other kind, you know, the one that's baked in the oven or on the stovetop. I'll take that. But stuffing that comes out of the turkey, oh, nothing better, especially my grandmother's. Now, my grandmother, she did not go to the store and buy a prepackaged stuffing. I do remember going to the store and buying bread um, for the stuffing. We bought a lot of bread and would go home and she would start mixing in all the ingredients and uh, she would mix all the ingredients together with her hands and in this big bowl, mixing the, the stuffing all together and then she'd take it with her hands and then stuff it right into the turkey. And when it came out, boy, there was nothing better. It was perfection. And I could literally just sit and eat stuffing all Thanksgiving Day or all Christmas Day, if that's what we had. So stuffing inside the turkey for Christmas. Oh, yeah, you bet. I'm right there. Okay, now a dessert pie that I know some people just love is pecan pie. Some call it pecan, but uh, pecan pie... I know for a couple of my daughters, it's their very, very favorite. For me, I don't hate it. In fact, sometimes I really like it, and I like it more warm than just room temperature. A warm pecan pie, maybe with some ice cream or some uh, Cool Whip, very, very good, but it's not my favorite. I don't mind if we don't have a pecan pie. If we have it, I might have some. It's not going to be my first pie I'm going to go for, though, so... I'm kind of in the, meh, that's all right. I like it. Okay, this one is probably going to cause my mother to unsubscribe from this podcast. Brussels sprouts. She knows I have strong feelings about Brussels sprouts. I'm not a fan. (laughs) I am so not a fan of the Brussels sprouts. I think I have a little bit of PTSD from the Brussels sprouts growing up. Uh, growing up, my mom would quite often, uh, cook Brussels sprouts and then fish. Yeah. The fish smell, the Brussels sprouts, dinner's ready. Oh, please, please, please. Okay. So, you know, I, I've had Brussels sprouts that are roasted with some garlic. You know, it's a little better. I'll eat them, but mostly, mostly no. No, I don't want them. Pass. Hard pass, usually. Mostly. Almost always. Okay. Mashed potatoes. We've talked about ham. We've talked about turkey. Is there any time, really, when mashed potatoes are not welcome? (laughs) In my book, I love mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, just by themselves, I'm fine with that being the meal. Now, here comes this thing with gravy. I know some people like gravy so much. I'm okay with gravy. Gravy gives me something to do with some roll left over. But overall, I don't really want you touching my turkey gravy. If you do, okay, fine. But really, I'd rather you not. And gravy, I know you're meant to be with the potatoes. But if the mashed potatoes have, you know, the right amount of butter, a little bit of salt, I kind of like that more than the gravy. So good gravy. You know, good gravy, if you're really, really good, okay, come on over. Join the potatoes. Join these mashed potatoes, but not too much. Let's go easy, all right? So the mashed potatoes, definitely in the best column. The gravy, meh, you're okay to join us, but, you know, just kind of stay there. Okay, now how about roasted or boiled carrots? When people start passing around these things at Christmas time, and I see the carrots, I'm like, I like carrots. Carrots are fine for an everyday meal. Why are you here on Christmas? Who invited you, carrots? I might take a couple to be polite, but I don't really want the roasted or boiled carrots taking up too much real estate on the plate. 
So I'm going to say, yeah, I'll pass on the carrots for Christmas. Put you in the worst column. And right along with you, when the next dish gets passed around and you look in and it's green bean casserole. Seriously, who invited you, green bean casserole? Did you sneak in with the carrots? Because, uh-uh, no, I was nice to the carrots. You're not getting on my plate. Keep going. No, no green beans, no green bean casserole. You just keep on moving down. Not this Christmas. Nope. Dinner rolls. Oh, okay. Now we're talking to my heart. I I told you about brie, right? Nothing in the world goes better with cheese than good bread. So homemade crescent rolls, homemade rolls, or even the really good rolls from Costco? Yes, definitely in the best column. Now, let's talk about Port Angeles, okay? Just us, not the people in Port Angeles. I don't want them to hear this. Because there's something going on here. They do not like dinner rolls. The Safeway here, that's the the local grocery store. There are two of them. It's like impossible to find dinner rolls. The Walmart has never heard of dinner rolls. I can find a random international food easier than I can find dinner rolls. I do not know what the deal is because in, in Utah, everywhere you went had dinner rolls for sale. In Port Angeles, Washington, dinner rolls are really hard to find. Okay, so here's one that it seemed like was more popular when I was younger and doesn't seem to be quite as popular now. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I don't buy them. I don't know. But mixed nuts. I remember growing up, we always, during Christmas, had a big bowl of nuts. And usually they weren't cracked. You, We had uh, these nutcrackers that would be on the table next to them. And people would come over, would crack some of these different nuts, and uh, uh, would have walnuts and all these different nuts, and um, eat nuts. For me, I'm just, you know, I don't hate them. But I'm, I'm not crazy about mixed nuts. I do love cashews. Um, those are kind of my favorite kind of nut. But as far as mixed nuts go, no, I'm not, not crazy about them. So I'm going to be meh on that. Now, you've eaten a few mixed nuts. You're starting to get thirsty. What about eggnog? I know a couple of my children. They start asking, do the stores have eggnog yet? And my response is, does it matter? Does anyone know? Does anyone care? So I, I have never really liked eggnog. Of course, I'm not a milk drinker. I don't know if that's the same thing. The consistency of it, the taste of it, I'm just not a big fan. It's, it's not for me at all. So eggnog, you get to go into the worst column. I want nothing to do with you, eggnog. You kind of take up space in the fridge, and you're definitely not going to be what I'm going to uh, reach for to wash down those mixed nuts. Okay, so I know a lot of you are like, what is wrong with this guy? He doesn't like eggnog. Okay, well, let's see if we agree on this. We probably won't. (laughs) Fruitcake. I will say my grandmother, I I talk about her a lot. She was a great cook, and she made a fruitcake that was unbelievable. I loved her fruitcake. It was mostly bread, and it had nuts in it, and it did have some of those whatever those things are. (laughs) The fruit of the fruit cake, that's like a hardened dried fruit. I guess it's probably dried fruit. Whatever those things are, I think they're like cubes, cubes of dried fruit. It was good. We would put butter on it. The butter would melt. It would come out of the oven, and I really liked fruit cake. I'm gonna put it in the best column, and watch all the people unsubscribe because this one is gonna make people mad. I know, but I like fruit cake. What can I say? All right, a very common thing to give during uh, Christmas or to have sitting out is a box of chocolates. I've mentioned that my wife loves chocolate. She loves chocolate, but she is pretty picky also about the chocolate. It has to be a good chocolate, and she prefers dark chocolate, and she hates white chocolate. So a box of chocolates for me, meh, that's all right. I'll, I'll maybe look for one, especially if it has toffee in it, you know, that would be good. Otherwise, I'm I'm not crazy about chocolates. Okay, a traditional candy from Christmas is the candy cane. I know some people are not crazy about peppermint. 
And, you know, peppermint for me on some things, not at all a fan. But candy canes, I love candy canes. A peppermint candy cane, great. In fact, I like the little peppermint candy canes. Keep a few of those in my pocket. I like those. I can have those whenever I feel like having a little bit of candy and freshen up your breath at the same time. Perfect. So candy canes, you'll stay in that best column. Okay, this one might be considered only Thanksgiving, but for me, it's a holiday pie. Pumpkin pie, you're welcome. You're welcome at my house, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you name it. And if I get a little bit of whipped cream, oh, you're golden. Now, this is another one of those. If you've been to Costco, Costco has these mega pumpkin pies. They don't mess around with the little teeny pumpkin pie that gives you a little taste. When you get the Costco pumpkin pie, you're having some pumpkin pie. And when you divvy that up, there's enough for like two people. (laughs) Kidding. There's enough for a lot of people. I do like pumpkin pie though. So I don't mind pumpkin pie lasting around the house for a couple days, three days, whatever. Pumpkin pie, you, you stay in my best column. I know that some of my family, they're not a fan of the pumpkin pie, but I'm, I'm a fan. All right. Now, when I was young, you'd go to my grandmother's house. And she would have a candy jar during the holidays. The candy jar had a lid, and you would open the lid, and inside the glass candy jar, there was ribbon candy. If you don't know what ribbon candy is, I'm just going to read something I found on the internet. It says, ribbon candy is a type of hard candy, which in North America most often appears for sale around the Christmas holiday season. It acquires its shape by first being fashioned as a warm sugar into flat strips. A strip is then folded back and forth over itself to form a hardened ribboned stick. Okay, so that's the ribbon candy. I remember... As a child, we didn't have a lot of candy. So when I'd reach in and I'd grab me one of those ribbon candies, it was great. I really enjoyed it. But the edges of that ribbon candy, as you would suck on it, always became very sharp. And I I feel like I was always like cutting my tongue on this. And it definitely was not good for the teeth. And so I'm just going to put this into the worst category because... I've never bought it really. I don't know that my kids would really like it much. I don't remember the flavors being that amazing. So ribbon candy, sorry, we're going to pass on you. Okay, so you're sitting at the Christmas table and things are being passed around and you see a salad coming at you. Again, did you sneak in with the carrots? Because If there's any salad of any form of any kind coming around on Christmas or Thanksgiving, no, no, get out of my way. (laughs) It reminds me of when you go to the Rodizio Grill or Tucano's. So they're a Brazilian type restaurant, a Brazilian steakhouse. You're not there for the salad. You're there for the meat. (laughs) So salad, again, okay, To be kind, I will put a couple pieces of you into the corner of my plate. I'm not going to be happy about it. So, you know, and uh, going back to the eggnog, I know there are eggnog flavor things. Eggnog flavored baked goods, you know, no, no, thank you. Uh Uh-uh, no, I'm saying no. You stay in that worst column, worst column ever, eggnog flavored baked goods. All right. Growing up, sweet potatoes, during Thanksgiving and Christmas, I did not like sweet potatoes at all, okay? Not a big sweet potatoes fan. So I married my wife, Jen, and sweet potatoes in her house were prepared a little differently. They would boil the sweet potatoes, get them nice and cooked, cut them up into a casserole dish, and then put a lot of butter and brown sugar on top of them, and then put them in the oven for a little longer, and then at the very end, put some marshmallows on the top, and put them in the oven a little longer. Okay, we just had these for Thanksgiving, and they are so good. They are so good. So I have come on over to the sweet potato arena. Sweet potatoes, you are in my best column all day long, as long as you're prepared like that. Now, I have had sweet potatoes as an adult, and I do like them a lot more than I did as a child. In fact, I was in China once, 
and uh, traveled overseas to China. It was really cold, and we were out on the streets, and they had street vendors, and they were selling something that was hot, and I was just freezing. And so I went and I purchased what they were selling, and it was a sweet potato in tinfoil. So you can imagine like a baked potato uh, that you might do in tinfoil. This was a sweet potato, and people just opened it up, opened the foil, and just ate it. You didn't put anything on it, just ate the sweet potato. You know what? On a cold day, a hot sweet potato and tinfoil out on the street. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I'm, I'm with you, sweet potatoes. Now, you sit down and you're at someone's place during the holidays, during Christmas, and they have a big bowl on their table of red and green M&Ms. They can be the chocolate. They can be the peanut. It doesn't matter. You are in my best column M&Ms. And there's something so festive and pretty about the green and red ones. Thank you, M&Ms. Yes, let's keep doing that. I love it. Okay, fudge. You know my history with chocolate. Growing up, I had no interest whatsoever in fudge. My wife loves chocolate. So through the years, we have taken a lot of treats to neighbors during the holidays, and she has really perfected fudge. The fudge that she makes, for me, it's soft and doesn't have too much of a chocolate aftertaste to it. It's really delightful to eat. So I love fudge when it's not too dark and not too bitter. So her fudge goes in the, the best column. Okay, here's one, another holiday pie that uh, most people probably are not going to like, mincemeat pies. So when we were talking with my in-laws, my father-in-law said that he uh, would choose to have a mincemeat pie. Now, I think at one point it did have actual meat in it. Uh, it doesn't have meat in it anymore. The ingredients from memory had raisins and dates and apples and cinnamon and nutmeg and um, it is and a lot of sugar, lots <laughs> and lots of sugar. This is a very, very sugary pie. We were able to find one. They call them mince pies now. I don't, I think the mince meat maybe just has stuck around because that's what it used to be called. It's one of those things, kind of like the, the mustard pickles. If it's there, I will have some. I'll, I'll have a mince meat, a slice of mince meat pie. Don't give me a big one. Let's save the bigger one for the pumpkin pie. But I'll have one, and then I'm done. I don't really want more mince pie or mince meat pie. That, that'll, that'll do it for me. Thank you. That'll go under the Mac column. Now, here's one that may or may not be on your Christmas holiday menu. Jello. I love Jello. I've always loved Jello. I don't mind Jello taking up a little bit of place on my plate because it doesn't last long and it doesn't take up a lot of space when you eat. You're still going to be hungry if you eat some jello. So yeah, jello is usually welcome for me. I don't mind if you put a little fruit in there. I don't really want any carrots in my jello though. Thank you. So jello is fine. Little story from when I was a missionary. So we had this American meal where we made a bunch of members uh, food. One of the things I had my family send to me was some jello because you just couldn't buy jello in France. So we made some jello and it was just jello. It didn't have any fruit in it. It was just your regular jello. Someone came up to me and said, uh, what is this? And I said, well, it's jello. Trying to figure out how to explain it in French. I didn't have a very good uh, vocabulary to explain what jello was. In fact, I don't have a very good vocabulary in English to explain what jello is. So I grabbed the ingredients and I grabbed my little pocket French English uh, dictionary that I always kept with me. And I start translating some of the ingredients. And you can just see her face looking horrified as I'm telling her what's inside the jello. And I'm reading it going, huh, I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> and so, yeah, jello, let's not worry about the ingredients, okay? Let's just focus on how. Delightful jello is, okay? <laughs> okay, the next one is probably, again, not a super common thing anymore, but I go back to my grandmother, and she was just a great cook. So carrot pudding. Carrot pudding. I told you the carrots were not welcome. Carrot pudding, if done well, like my grandmother's, 
is amazing. I loved her carrot pudding. I could not get enough of her carrot pudding. So, you know, I'm going to have to say, yeah, carrot pudding, you under the best column. Okay, here's one. <laughs> I... <laughs> I even kind of gag a little bit just by saying this. So I don't know who is a big fan of this, but <laughs> the sweet mayonnaise carrot slaw. <laughs> oh, please don't invite me to your house and serve me the sweet mayonnaise carrot slaw. I know I'm offending someone right now because it was their grandmother's favorite thing. Kind of like my grandmother with carrot pudding, maybe. I don't know. Oh, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> okay, sweet mayonnaise, carrot slot. You are going in the worst of the worst column. Oh, gosh, no. Okay, something for me that is part of the holidays, always cheese balls. I love the cheese ball from the deli. Any type of smoked cheese or cheese ball is going to be in my favorite list. So definitely... All Christmas long, I will be happy with the cheese ball. So my uh, wife, you know, her family's from Port Angeles, and they always did a seafood dinner for Christmas. And it took me a long time to warm up to it. Uh, one of the things that they would have quite often was the shrimp with cocktail sauce. Now, I really, really did not like this for a long time. But it's become something that I quite enjoy now. I really do enjoy the shrimp with the cocktail sauce. So the jumbo shrimp, cocktail sauce, you're going to go on my, my best column. But that would have been very different a few years ago. I have touted my grandmother as an amazing cook, and she was. And here's one more thing that I'm going to say. Grandmother's popcorn balls were delicious. She made these uh, caramel popcorn balls that were mostly caramel. I swear it was, it, it was so much caramel and they were so soft and you would bite into it. And I've heard uh, people say sometimes they would bite back into a, a popcorn ball. Not these, these, your, you would just, your teeth would sink into these popcorn balls. They were so delicious. So the right popcorn balls, I love for Christmas. Um, I don't like ones that hurt your, your gums to try and eat a popcorn ball. Figgy pudding. I don't know what figgy pudding is. You're going to go in the worst column until I can actually test you and see if it's a, a fit for me or not. Cheese fondue. D do I even need to mention how fondue of cheese I am? Because I think you know. <laughs> I am very fondue of the melted cheese. Cheese fondue, yes, please, always. Let's Let's have you... On Christmas. Every December 26th, my wife's cousin, John, throws a huge Christmas party. John Henderson, thank you for all the years that we have come and had so many wonderful things at your place. A lot of these wonderful foods can be found at his Christmas party that we go to every year. And one that really um, reminds me of his Christmas party are these little cocktail meatballs that he serves there. I don't know how he does it. I don't know what his recipe is, but they are delicious. And yes, cocktail meatballs sound wonderful. I mentioned that my wife's family does seafood for Christmas. I was not a big fan of a lot of the seafood and crab being one of them. And crab for them was always like, this is the this is what we waited for, the crab. I was always uh, more interested in the shrimp scampi, or they would make a clam chowder, love the clam chowder, and also the twice-baked potatoes with little shrimp in there. All of those were, yes, That's I love all those. But the crab I was never crazy about. In fact, most of the time I'd be like, no, oh, you can have my crab, I don't, I don't really want it. So and then we, we moved up to Port Angeles, and uh, I actually went uh, a couple years ago, my uh, bishop invited us to go out on his boat and go crabbing. We went out and dropped crab pots. There's a limit that you can uh, catch per day with your license. So we dropped them out, and then we'd come back later to see if there were crabs in the crab pots. We caught several crabs and brought them back to my house, and I cooked them and ate them all in the same day. And there is something so good about Dungeness crab 
that was caught and cooked the same day, it is completely different than the frozen kind or kind you get from the deli. It's one of those things where it really does make a difference. So I'm probably making your mouth water here, but these crab, um, I cooked them with some Old Bay and they came out so delicious and so tender that we just ate them. I didn't need to dip dip them in butter. They were so flavorful. Crab is definitely on my yes list, my best list for Christmas. This episode is running a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, So I will just say with pies, I'm pretty much a fan of all pies. I mentioned that I even like the mince pies, the mince meat pies. So yeah, all the berry pies, I'm a big fan of pies. I love blueberry, apple, you know, peach, uh, lemon. I love key lime. I love banana cream and banana cream. Oh la la. That's like one of my favorites. So big fan of pies. I don't know why snickerdoodles are a Christmas thing, but I love snickerdoodles. I love sugar and cinnamon, anything sugar and cinnamon. I don't know if there's anything that has sugar and cinnamon on it that I don't like. Maybe that's what we need to put on those carrots and those green beans that come through because I love cinnamon and sugar. But snickerdoodles, yes, all day long. Okay, here's one that I know a lot of people like um, that I'm not crazy about. Hot chocolate. Uh, hot chocolate, I don't hate it, but I it's not my favorite. In fact, um, growing up, we used to drink something called Pero. I know Postum is another another hot drink that a lot of people like, but Pero is kind of the hot drink that I go for. And you can add um, some creamer to it and uh, either some stevia or sugar. It's a nice hot drink. I like it. The hot chocolate to me is just a little too sweet. I do enjoy dipping bread into it. Um, that's a very common thing in France. Um, in fact, they serve the hot chocolate in, kind of in a bowl. And then you have like the baguette that uh, maybe even put a little Nutella on it and then dip it into the, the bowl. That's a very common thing. I think that what happens, those baguettes get kind of hard overnight. And so it's a good way to eat the baguette when it's gone hard. Uh, is to dip it into some hot chocolate. So, but for me, meh, I'm in the meh column. You wouldn't know that if you looked at uh, our monthly budget on how much we spend on hot chocolate, because every one of my children and my wife drink a crazy amount of hot chocolate. A crazy amount of hot chocolate. We generally buy those mega ones from Costco, and uh, recently we've been buying the ones that have the uh, peppermint in there. The candy canes crushed up in there. They drink a lot of that. Okay. The list is getting down, which is good because this has been a really long episode. Apparently, I like food a lot. In France, uh, we had a lot of good food. I will say serving a mission in France, uh, you're very lucky. There are a couple of things I had generally around Christmas that I did not care for in France. The first was caviar. Caviar is a delicacy, right? Caviar is a delicacy. I'm not a fan of caviar. I thought, well, it's a delicacy. It's got to be very special, very good. Oh, no, I don't like caviar. No, thanks. No, merci. No, no, vraiment. No, merci. Okay. Next, oysters. Again, I'm not a fan of oysters. I, I had it. You know, I'd eat it. I have had fried oysters but that's not the way they were served uh, when we had them in France. So I'm just going to put that in the no, right next to the caviar. No merci. Now next, if I were to describe to you what it is, you would think it would be going into the worst category, the no merci category. Foie gras. Foie gras, all you need to know is that it is so good. I'm not going to go into details of what it is because you wouldn't want to eat it. But just... Just eat it. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say that because my my daughter, Emma, the the vegan, (laughs) she, in fact, I think all of my kids are pretty much against foie gras. I'm the outcast. Oh, I love foie gras. I'm sorry. I know it's not the best food, but yeah, it's in my best category. Me, quiet in a corner, eating foie gras. 
Another one that uh, I'm sure not a lot of Americans enjoy, but we would have it on special occasions, uh, especially around Christmas, escargot. Again, don't overthink what this is that you're eating. (laughs) Because if you describe, hey, you know the snail that's in the backyard, we're going to cook it up and eat it. You know, that's you can't think of it that way. <laughs> in fact, a uh, funny side note, we lived in Holland, I mentioned before, and Jen and I uh, had the missionaries over, and I thought that it would be fun to cook them escargot, something that I enjoyed and loved in France and was fun and was a delicacy. So we bring out the escargot, and I could just see in their faces, oh, no, no mercy. <laughs> oh, donkey bell. <laughs> That's not really something we want to eat. Uh, so that didn't go over very well. But escargot, you can stay in my best column. Something that I don't know if I've ever had in uh, America, but again, on my mission, roasted chestnuts. Wow, I have some good memories of eating roasted chestnuts. Sometimes I'd serve it right along uh, with like um, some goose or duck or something. Very, very good. And speaking of of duck, we had duck in France, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. A lot of this just depends on how it's prepared. The French just have a way of cooking. Oh, la, la. It's so good. The last thing on my list, uh, this has been a long episode, so thank you for staying with me. Um there's something in France that you eat around the holidays, the Christmas holidays, called galette de rois. So la galette de rois is a French Christmas cake of kings. And you have a, a cake, and it's a good cake, um, but inside the cake, they hide a small porcelain figurine. And if you are lucky enough to have that small porcelain uh, figurine in your slice of cake, well, then you are the king and you get to wear a crown. And <laughs> it's, it's fine and it's fun. But this is a porcelain figurine inside, hiding inside your cake. You need to be very, very careful not to bite down on it and bust a tooth. So, <laughs> la galette des rois. <laughs> Attention, be very careful, my friends. <laughs> Do not break your teeth while you eat this cake. <laughs> you are king, but you have no teeth. So, anyway, oh, thank you for joining me today as we have discussed the best and worst Christmas foods. This time of year, I just want to remind you that if you are blessed to have food in the fridge and food in the pantry, um, think of others who may not. This is a great time of year to donate to a food bank. Um, If you were a Latter-day Saint, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, put a little extra, if you can, into your fast offerings. Through the years, I have seen those fast offerings help many people in many of the wards that I've served in. If not, find a a charity, someone, a food bank, someone who can use um, your help and help out someone else this holiday season so they can enjoy some of the goodness that we have. I know that uh, we've been very blessed and I am so thankful um, as I am able to sit around uh, the table with my family to have a good hot meal together to share some fun memories, hopefully not to break a tooth as you bite into the cake. And, you know, even all these things that I have under my worst column, I'm sure there are people in the world who would love to have any of these things because there's maybe nothing in their pantry and nothing in their fridge. So that would be my thought today is let's think of other people and see if we can't help make someone else's world a little brighter this Christmas season. Thank you for listening. We hope that we've added a little bit of sunshine to your day. Make sure to visit Rocky Mountain Sunshine for other content not found on this podcast. And we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this episode. If you did like it, please share it. It will help us be found when other people are looking for podcasts. So until next time, cheers from the Pacific Northwest. Isn't enough, why stop it one day?
let's go the rest of the month Take some time off, leave on the lights Let's empty our days and fill up our nights Oh, 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 you better believe I'm gonna celebrate Christmas till New Year's Eve Oh, 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 keep the tree and celebrate Oh, oh, oh. 